What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Bleeding BNG. So we're coming back with back-to-back episodes in consecutive days, guys. And that's because the Washington football team made a big splash in free agency yesterday. So like I do to give you guys a time step for my episode, today is Wednesday, March 17th. It is about 5 p.m. But late last night, late Tuesday night, right um, before you know the league year started officially, the Washington football team actually signed cornerback William Jackson III from the Cincinnati Bengals to a three-year, $42 million deal. And I'm, I'm ecstatic about this move. You know, a lot of us in the Washington football team community were, were sitting on our hands, you know, waiting for us to make a splash. And, guys, this is a splash. This is a splash. Now, I know that I didn't talk about the loss of Ronald Darby in yesterday's Ryan Fitzpatrick episode. But to be honest, guys, that loss had me pretty upset in the moment. Um, you guys remember in my mock offseason episode that I was pushing hard to re-sign Ronald Darby. And he even ended up signing for about $10 million a year, which which was right around, you know, what I was willing to give Darby. Um, I was actually willing to give him like a million dollars more um, because, you know, I just thought that he played up to his potential and he outplayed his contract yes, um, last year. And he did. He did, honestly. And a lot of people in the Washington football team community noticed that too. And I saw that with their reaction. You know, a lot of people were upset with us losing Ronald Darby at, you know, such a, such a, you know, affordable price tag. You know, T Kendall Fuller um, is making our, is making $10 million a year. And I can make an argument that Ronald Darby was actually our best corner towards the end of the season or throughout the entire season. I know Fuller started out hot. What he had like four picks in his first five games, but he kind of tapered off towards the end of the season. Um, and, you know, I, I, to be honest, guys, I'm ecstatic. I'm ecstatic about this William Jackson move. He is an upgrade over Ronald Darby. So just like in the episode that I was talking about yesterday with Ryan Fitzpatrick, um, even though, like I said, Ryan Fitzpatrick may not be your guy, we upgraded at the position. Let me tell you now that William Jackson III is your guy. He is your guy. Arguably one of the top five just man-to-man, pure-man corners in the NFL. He's, he's a stud. He's a stud. I know a lot of people haven't heard about him because he's played and arguably the smallest market in the NFL in Cincinnati, but it's actually it's it's time it's time for William Jackson to break out. You know we you know we think of Washington um, playing in one of the bigger markets. I guarantee you that he's going to make a name and he's going to play up to his contract. So let's just go into some of the details and some of the things that I like about this signing. So first, you know, Washington went against, you know, some teams, some people have conventional wisdom that, you know, you're playing with this elite D line that almost any corner or any DB can play behind that line. And I do not agree with that sentiment exactly. Um, even though we did rank within the top two against the pass last year, I saw a stat where we ranked against 20, we ranked 27th against number one receivers. So that means we were shutting everybody else down, but that one impact guy that they had on the offense, we often had troubles with. And that's where a guy like William Jackson comes into play. He's a cornerback that's going to going to line up mano a mano with your favorite team's receiver, with your team's number one receiver, play in and play out throughout the game, throughout the game. I know last year we didn't do a lot of traveling, but I expect that to change with a quarterback like Will Jackson. Guys, Will Jackson is a stud, so let me go ahead and break down some of the things that I like about Will Jackson. First of all, he's 6 feet, 195 pounds, so he has the prototype dimensions for a corner, but then guys, he possesses almost a near 
32 inch arm length which is crazy which is crazy for somebody that size you know he walks around if you see what if you haven't seen a Cincinnati Bengals game and you seen that corner that walks around with his fingers almost at his knees with his fingertips almost at his knees that's William Jackson number 22 guys William Jackson is a stud you can tell how I'm ecstatic I'm a, I am about this move because all we did was make the best defense in the division even better now these are the type of defenses I'm seeing created that actually shut teams out don't get me wrong we were amazing as a defense last year but we weren't historically elite but a move like William Jackson can put us to that level guys because like I said this is a guy that can match up with your number one corner and you don't have to worry about it yeah sure he may be get beat every now and then but you're playing against you know what the cornerback position is probably the hardest job in sports to me you you're running backwards against guys world-class athletes that's running to you at full speed so guys William Jackson it the, the I just got to clap it up. I just got to clap it up for the Washington football team because this was a hell of a move. This was a tremendous move. Uh, guys, so William Jackson, he's 28 years old. So that's the only knock that I may have about this signing. But it's not a knock because he's still in his prime. You know, 28 just puts you right in the midst of your physical prime. But we got to think, we got to remember that he's coming off his rookie contract. So even at 28 years old, he was drafted coming in. I think he was drafted. He was like 23 and a half when he got drafted. So he was an older uh, prospect coming out of college you know I think he had a, um, a community college track where he spent some years in community college which resulted him in coming out in a later age but guys like we only gave him a three-year 42 million dollar contract so if he plays out this entire contract which I do expect him to be he will only be 31 years old so he has the potential to receive another big contract whether that be from us or another team after the three years end and the thing that I like about this contract as well is that it's pretty team friendly guys like I said, a lot of people, you know, a lot of a lot of um, critics, a lot of reporters um, since the signing last night have said, you know, we think that William Jackson is a top five man to man corner. Now, that's not saying that he's a top five corner. That's not saying, you know, we don't know or they were they don't know how scheme diverse he is. But guys, you know, Washington played a, a, a lot of zone and cover threes and cover fours last season. But I think that that's going to change a, a, with um, a guy like William Jackson, because when they did play the man last year, they were extremely successful at playing at it. And I think that was one of the stats that Jack Del Rio and Ron Rivera realized as well is that, whoa, we were we were damn good when we were playing in man-to-man -man covers last season. You know, why not pick up one of the best man-to-man corners in the, in, in the NFL, in the NFL? And he has the stats to back it up. Guys, PFF has William Jackson given up the lowest completion percentage over a season of anybody in their database. And that came from his first season in the NFL. So he was actually drafted in 2016. And like I said, he was about 23 and a half when he got drafted. But he actually missed his entire rookie season due to a torn pack. But when he returned in the 2017 season, guys, he let up a completion percentage of 34%. 34% completion percentage in his first season in the NFL. So he's wet behind the ears and, and putting up all-time numbers. That 34% completion percentage is better than Darrell Revis in his year 2009 when he won the Defensive Player of the Year. Guys, William Jackson is a stud. William Jackson is that guy. Or... Uh, maybe Revis, I think Revis was actually the runner-up in Defensive Player of the Year that year. But you guys know the all, the the tremendous season that we all talk about Darrell Revis having. And that was the 2009 season where he locked up almost every number one um, receiver. And that's what Will Jackson did in 2017. And that's what he con has continued to do. Now, he hasn't had a season as elite. As that 2017 season, if you go back and look at some of the games in that season, he shut down Antonio Brown, guys.
Like he shut shut down Antonio Brown, and that's 2017. So we're still talking about prime Antonio Brown, AB 84, before he went crazy, before he went nuts with the Pittsburgh Steelers, with the Oakland Raiders. This is prime Antonio Brown, and William Jackson shut this boy down in his first season. He's that type of dog. He's the type of dog that you need to transform your defense. And we don't even need transforming because we got enough dogs. We got Chase Young. We got Montez Sweat. We got Cam Curl. We got dogs. We just adding on to the pile of dogs. We got Kendall Fuller. And I believe a move like this allows um, a guy like Kendall Fuller, who's very versatile. You know, we've seen him play safety at times last season. We've seen him play safety um, in his stint with the Kansas City Chiefs. This allows you to move a guy like him, move, move him all around. Because like I said, last season they didn't do much traveling because I don't know if, you know, Coach Rivera, Coach Jack Del Rio felt like they were equally as confident in both Darby and Fuller taking the, taking the challenge of manning up on the number number one receiver but no doubt in my mind that that's going to be Will ja William Jackson III's primary job as um as a member of the Washington football team so like I said guys this is a freak athlete this is a freak athlete he has the length he has the size he has the speed coming into the league in the 2016 combine he actually ran a 4-3-7 so he can run with any receiver in the league and that was one remember you guys that was remember when I said guys that was one of my favorite traits about Darby is that he rarely gets beat deep I think the biggest the actually the longest pass that William Jackson led up this past season was the post to Terry McLaurin, which was about 40, 45 yards, which is a big which is a big game. But I think that was the only large game that he got beat over the top last season. And then you combine that with his 44.9 completion percentage that he led up in the 2020 season. He's coming off a strong season. That 44.9 completion percentage rate was third in the NFL. So he's just always, you know, grading out in the top five, top ten of completion percentages and passer rate and things like that and then like I said guys he signed for 14 million dollars a year that isn't the number one cornerback on the market money that isn't at all he's making the same amount of money along the likes as like Marcus Peters and Trey Waynes and guys like that so just think about this is a steal this is a steal I love the move I love the move coach Rivera Marty Herney Martin Mayhew Hell of a move, guys. Hell of a move. Hell of a move. Like I said before, when I was talking about um, Ryan Patrick in my episode yesterday, I didn't I didn't know if this move, you know, put us as runaway favorites. You know, I still thought that we were favored in the division, but I didn't know if that move made us runaway favorites. We're starting to inch closer to that runaway favorite mode when we have had a guy like William Jackson. Because if you shut down the likes of Amari Cooper on the Cowboys offense, I don't even know who's the number one receiver on the on the Eagles. Who Jalen Rager come next season, and then you shut down a guy like. Like, you know, Darius Slayton on the New York Giants, then they, they, they barely have anything. You know, Saquon's coming off an ACL injury. We got to see how he comes back. But, you know, Zeke's, Zeke's fell off. You know, the Eagles are a mess. We don't know who they're going to have on the offense other than Rager. And, you know, Zach Ertz is leaving out of town now. So, you know, we can really create that suffocating defense that really puts a vice grip on the NFC East. And not just the NFC East, not just the NFC, but the NFL as a whole. You know, the defense that started making a name for themselves late last season can start putting their names in the history books. And I believe a move like this with William Jackson does it, guys. So, like I said, he ran a 4-3-7 at the combine. He also ran, had a 6.8 
three cone shuttle drill, which shows his exceptional quickness for a guy that actually is that long and that lanky. You know, over the course of the last, you know, 10 years, arm length is something that a lot of scouts have been looking at because the longer your arms are, the less closing speed that you have to have. But, you know, a guy like William Jackson, a freak athlete like William Jackson, he combines his long arm length with 4.37 closing speed. So, guys, this is a hell of a move for the Washington football team. Like I told you, we're going to be giving you update episodes whenever any big news pushes out. So, I know after um, the, the news last late last night with William Jackson, I know the team actually decided to re-sign Lamar Miller to a one-year deal, and they bought back um, tackle David Sharp um, to a league minimum deal as well. Won't spend too much time on them moves because those moves aren't that big of a deal in the high side of the roster, even though Lamar Miller has been a good player in the NFL at some point. So, maybe he can catch that lightning in the bottle that I was talking about Fitzmagic having and get that spark and maybe compliment, you know, J.D. McKissick and Antonio Gibson. But don't get me wrong. This podcast is all about William Jackson. This podcast is all about William Jackson. I saw um, a co- I saw a comment on Twitter throughout the Washington football team community that said, you know, while we were sitting on our hands waiting impatiently for Washington to sign it, they didn't sign. They didn't, they, they didn't want to sign a beta. They went out inside the alpha male, and that's exactly what William Jackson is. The only flaw that I've seen in William Jackson's game is watching, you know, a couple of those AFC North Division games, you know, the Bengals against the Ravens. You know, those games are on a lot in the DMV market, or when the Bengals play the Steelers. I'm not, I'm, I don't know if he's the most willing tackle but that was a concern that I had about Ronald Darby coming into last year but he actually proved me wrong because he was actually a pretty staunch tackler last season so I don't know if you know that's a you know Jack Del Rio wrong with everything that you know they 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 develop corners into being great tacklers or good tacklers because you got to remember Josh Norman was a damn good tackler when he was with the Carolina Panthers as well playing under Ron Rivera so guys like this this is the move that you know, the move that, like I brought up Josh Norman, the move that we, the splash that we were looking for Josh Norman to create, the buzz that we were looking for him to have when we signed him five years ago, I believe that Will Jackson is actually going to produce those type of results, and he is a different maker. He is a needle mover. So if you guys can't tell, I'm really excited about this move. Um, like I said, I, 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 he's an alpha male. He's an alpha male. He's one of the few corners that's going to actually play press man. He physical. He's physical at the line of scrimmage, and while he doesn't have crazy interception numbers, he only has three picks in the four seasons that he's played. He has 41 deflections, so he's averaging about 10 pass deflections a, a year, and then you got to put in, you got Put, he's the type of corner that teams actually stop throwing his way once you know like, if I'm only completing 40% of my passes that way why am I going to keep throwing there that's only you know the logical decision so we also got to keep that in mind because once teams you got to think if we target him more he's bound to have more pass deflections and more interceptions so guys I love the move by the Washington football team to sign William Jackson the third um, like I said, this contract is very team friendly. It's only three years. It's for $14 million. And in three years, that's when that D-line gets really expensive. So that's where we're going to really have to start breaking the bank if we want to keep that D-line together. And I'm pretty sure that the front office had that in mind when they were, um, you know, negotiating with Jackson and his agent and things like that. But, guys, I really, really love this move. I think the biggest question now is, is DeShazer ever, ever going to have to give up that 22 because Will Jackson, you can tell he's pretty excited about the move as well. I think he's excited to play in a bigger market where his talent recognition is actually going to get noticed. Um, I mean, his talent is actually going to get recognized and noticed. Um, you can tell he's really excited. If you go look at his Instagram story, he has about 
25 Washington related Washington football team related post already. He has already changed his profile pick before the league tampering period. So guys, I, I love this signing. I love guys who want to be here. And that was one of my proponents for signing Darby because I knew how much Darby loved playing at home. But bringing it upgrading, that I, I can't knock it. I can't knock it. I was upset when, you know, we got the news that Darby signed with the Denver Broncos because I didn't know what we were going to do. And I didn't necessarily like the cornerback market. Like I told you before in my mock offseason episode, so I didn't even mention William Jackson because I expected Cincinnati to franchise tag a guy like him. He's one of those guys you do franchise because he's worth, you know, that top five at his position, you know, money. And he didn't even he said he he didn't even get that. Um, for the yearly value, you know, the guarantee is a really big deal when you're signing long-term deals. And, you know, that guarantee played a huge part in with him signing with Washington. I'm sure of it. But, guys, it, it, this is an A-plus move for me. This is an A-plus move for me. Um, just looking at the potential of what we have um, on defense. Now, I just, I, I'm just i still waiting for us to make some moves on offense. Hopefully a guy like maybe Curtis Samuel, um, Kenny Galladay still out there on the market. Hopefully we strike big on one of those pieces as well because we still have tons of cap space. So, guys, that's it for this episode. Remember, I'm going to give you guys update episodes as soon as we're pushing these alerts out. So, remember, as I do at the end of every podcast, please follow our social media pages. The first one is our Instagram, and that's at BleedingBNG. And that's B-L-E-E-D-I-N-G, B-N-G. And then our Twitter is a tad bit different. It's at BleedingBNG, but it's only one G. So, it's B-L-E-E-D-I-N-B-N-G. And then you can search us on YouTube at Bleeding BNG as well. Um, subscribe to our pages, guys. Remember, like I said yesterday, your feedback is important. I'm always checking the comments on your uh, on my Apple Music page. I'm always checking the comments in the YouTube section. So please subscribe. Your interactions and your impressions are important. So like I guys, we're dropping bombs on your heads up. You just got a consecutive episode. Hey, I might be back tomorrow if we make a move. You know, the Washington football team tends to make these moves right when everybody's about to go to sleep. And that's why I'm pushing them out a day later. But, hey, I might be back tomorrow if we got another big signing. Maybe Curtis Samuel, something like that. You'll be seeing my face tomorrow. So, thank you for tuning in to Episode 8 of the Bleeding B&G Podcast. See you guys soon. I, I might be seeing you guys tomorrow. Thank you.